Welcome to the Zapata Brand. And now, your host, George Zapata. So how does the process go from, now you're done, now were you thinking, oh, I'm going to go back to Berwick? Right. Or were you, I'm going to go into the NFL draft? Well, my, my theory was, you know, I was, I was... The 175 was white, 5'10", 175 pounds. And, uh, you sure all, you're going to stick with the 5'10"? Oh, yeah. You're going to stick with the 5'10"? Yeah, maybe a little under, but I <laughs> okay. was 5'10". All right, you could stick with it if you want. <laughs> but um, my theory was, you know, before going on it, because the combine isn't what it is now. So it was, you know, you had to be invited to the combine. And so they would have a lot of pro days at your schools. Like they would come to the schools and have mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of pro days. So we had an indoor facility. Uh, called the Shell Building that we would run, and when when teams would come and your name wasn't on the list, you'd be like, "Hey, you mind if we run for you?" And, and, and scouts didn't didn't mind anything. So you know, my thing was I wasn't noticed as you know I was a uh, an All East player two years, you know, and I was a captain my senior year, but I wasn't like a standout in anybody's kind of you know kind of uh, eye as a recruit. I was 175 pounds, and uh, so I went over to the Shell Building, <clears throat> and I. Uh, and I ran for for this scout when the Oilers were there, and I ran. And he's like, "Hey, son, can you run again?" And I was like, "Ran again." He's like, "I have a four seven. Somebody wrote down four seven five for you. I ran four four seven four four eight. He was like, "So I guess he went and watched some the the, the Oilers and the San Francisco 49ers were there. So uh, they they you know went back and everything, watched film and everything. And like two weeks later, my coach calls me and said, "Hey, uh, the Houston Oilers are going to come down and they, they want to run you." And they would do it individually. They would, mm-hmm. they would do it a couple guys or just do it individually. So, you know, I show up to the thing, and this guy comes out in the field, just me and him out in the field. And now, you know, I'm thinking as a small kid, all I want is is at, at the most I want to get, if I can get a free agent tryout and just go and say, I you know, I tried so just a shot. and I did it. You just, just want a shot. I was just looking for a shot because I wasn't like a high-recruited, you know, kind of guy. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I just wanted to show, I said, just somebody, if I can just go to a camp, and then if I'm not good enough to make it, I'm not good enough to make it, but just like to see. And uh, so this guy was working the hell out of me, and he was running, he was telling me, you know, calm down, he's, he's a real little smirk on his face, I mean, he didn't, didn't give me a lot of expression. And, you know, he's running me through these drills, and, and I'm out there for like a half an hour. And when you're by yourself doing defensive back drills now, and when you're running for a pro guy, I mean, you're, you're, your ball's yeah, out yeah, every yeah. play. Yep. I, I think the one time I backpedaled so fast, I like I think I fell on my ass and I rolled over and everything. But, um, you know, to make a long story short, it was Nick Saban who came out and ran me. Oh, no so, shit. Um, so he said, you know, he just said, you know, hey, you had a good, good workout, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, fast forward to the draft, they're supposed to be – we're supposed to have a couple guys drafted, maybe five, six guys drafted, and and I'm just hoping for a you know a thing. So I, I get an agent, and actually I got an agent through my head coach. Knew um, he used to be at Bowling Green. My head coach Don Neal was at Bowling Green, mm-hmm. and friends, uh, you know, one of his friends' son was a lawyer, and he was trying to get into the agent business. So his, his name was Roger Shoney from Cincinnati, and uh, Roger came in, and I signed with Roger, and and we were trying to get everything, and. Uh, you know, draft day, first day comes, goes. I was the first day. Uh, I was, I was, I got married at the end of my junior year to my high school sweetheart, a girl from Berwick here, and uh, we're sitting on my, I'm sitting in our apartment in like pajamas, like around like eleven o'clock in the morning, and I get a phone call, like on a house phone, and you still had house phones, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, just sitting around. Hopefully, somebody calls because you know, once the draft ended. Like, that's when the free agents, you know, to try to get you to work out here. So, you know, try to get you on some team. And, and my agent did a good job. 
and I get a call, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, my ex-wife uh, answers the phone, and she hands it to me, and he's like, "Hey, Bo, this is Coach Saban." I just knew his voice from being real. Like yeah. he said, we just uh, Houston Oilers just took you in a sixth round, and uh, it just it was like my hair on my my arms just stood straight up, and I'm like, "Oh my God, are you kidding?" So, yeah, you know, so. You know they call so the you know once the press finds out then they call me I was the first one drafted from from and West how, Virginia. how where were you ranked on that I know because it probably Major Harris was one. Well, Major not. was younger than me, so he wasn't there. Oh, but he we was had, going to go into the draft. But we had uh, we had some older guys that that were you okay. know, that were really really good players. He did go into draft, but he was he was uh, he's two years younger than me. Major okay. was, and Mike Fox was a year younger than me. So those guys weren't eligible. You know, they weren't. Okay. They, you didn't come out early. Oh, like okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, thought, guys, I, thought they, I thought they in. came out. No, I you, they came out. Okay. You, you didn't come out early back in the day, unless you're maybe Deion Sanders, but yeah. not not many. Okay. And. Uh, you know, I got that call, and I'm like, you know, I'm on my tears in my eyes. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? He's like, we'll, we'll be in touch and this and that. And it wasn't like a it, – it's kind of different now. It's so social media and TV and, you know, <laughs> to, 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 to rewind you a little bit, my junior year we play, uh, we play Oklahoma State. And, you know, ESPN's out and everything, but you're only seeing – Notre Dame or you're mm-hmm. seeing like Nebraska play or whatever. Like you ain't seeing many teams. You ain't seeing Oklahoma State play much or you ain't seeing West Virginia play much. So we're going over our scouting report and, and they have uh they're going over guys. Yeah, they're starting running back. They're you know, they're one of the, <laughs> the best rushing in in the country. You know, Thurman Thomas is their, you know, yeah. like who the hell's Thurman Thomas, you know? <laughs> and they say they have the number one kick and punt returner in the uh in the you know, in the uh not in the world, in the uh in the nation. And his name is Barry Sanders, and we're like, yeah, Barry who the Sanders. hell is Barry Sanders? You know, what I mean, <laughs> I mean, that just shows you where, yeah. what media goes. There's a guy at Thurman Thomas is your starter, and, and your backup is you Barry, know, Sanders. Is Barry Sanders. Yeah. Like, both, you know, can't get on the yeah, yeah, no <laughs> shit. Yeah. And uh, but that's you know that's how it was, you know. So it just wasn't a huge deal, you know. And mm. when I got drafted, it turned out that I was the first one picked from West Virginia, and it was you know it was a big honor and everything. Yeah. And, and going to camp, you know, I mean, it was, uh, you know, you didn't get, I think my signing bonus was 25000 I mean, to then it was big money, but I mean, it's, it's a, you know. So let me, so let me take you back to that that phone call. Mm-hmm. So going through your mind when that happens, because I know there was a couple times in my life that something, not, definitely nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, right. nothing like that. Right. Uh, probably when I got the divorce letter. So, it's like, <laughs> through my, no, uh, so it was probably... What was going through your mind from going from a small town, mm-hmm. small guy, just underdog every step? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you get your shot as a junior, you excel into the senior year, mm-hmm. and then you get picked up by the Oilers. Right. Drafted first mm-hmm. out of your class, out, out of my West, out Virginia, West Virginia, as a West Virginia right. class. Right. What the hell was going through your mind? I mean, like. It's hard to explain. I mean, like you said, like when you get that phone call and then, you know, going to call your mom and your brothers, oh, I mean, you're like. Because they were supporting my, you the whole way through. Oh, my God. Like I, the whole way through. You know, and, and, and again and again as I speak, and I've spoken at a lot of different places, I mean, if I didn't have the family that I had in the friend, and, and not only the family, but the friends, I had so many close friends that used to come down to West Virginia. I always say they, they, they said they deserved a greet. They were, they were there that much at West Virginia. And, uh, they was, you know, my buddy TJ, Stitch, I mean, they were down there. My brother, Jimmy, they were down there more than anybody, you know? And, and I just had, I had unbelievable support, you know? So those guys like there, I know they were proud, you know what I mean? And, uh, they traveled everywhere that I went, they would come mm-hmm. to games and, you know, 
And and it would flash back when this happens. You're like, oh my god, like this is like a dream come true. You right. Know? And just to get a shot and get drafted, like you're a draftee, mm-hmm. and uh, um, unfathomable. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I just I don't know how you know how you, how you, how you react. And yeah. you're, like I said, I'm a small town boy. I never had an ego or never had anything like that because my brothers or my cousins. I mean, they always you know they're all ball busters. They always put you down yeah. and everything. You know, and and very very humble. And that's the the. Probably the best lesson I've ever learned. I don't care who you are. I've 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 met actors. I've done things with, you know, guys that were millionaires. And I mean, you know, and I met guys that, you know, were multimillionaires. Say, hey, listen, the finer things in life are free. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and be humble and, and be thankful, uh, be giving. And, you know, getting back to where you said the guy you interviewed was so humble, like to me, when I talk to other guys, I, I play in this baseball, not to get off subject, but I play in this um, uh, Major League Baseball uh, golf tournament every year. A buddy of mine runs his tie with the Major League Baseball. so And it's a lot of the older guys, and even guys older than me. But there's a, such a camaraderie and everything, I became good friends with him. And, and this uh, Frankie Tepidino played for the Yankees in the 60s, and I call him Uncle Frankie. I met him probably eight, nine years ago, and I played golf with him, and we just became really, really close. I went out to speak at his, uh, his son was a fireman in 9-11. Um, he, he survived and everything, but he, he lives up in Long Island. He has some, you know, foundations and everything, and I go up there, and uh, and it's funny because we get together all, the, you know, like like once a year, and we have dinner, and we talk, and we you know what we do? We talk about what other guys are like. You know oh, I mean, yeah. what's what's this? I want to know what the baseball players. And I don't care how much money or how big they are. I just want to know what is he like. Yeah. And that's what we. And it's funny. Well, I, like, I ask you that too a lot. Yeah, just it's, to it's kind of funny. see what kind of person. Yeah, these people are. There, there's there's a lot of good guys. There's a few idiots and and a lot of egos. Now it's a little bit different because the money's way way out of hand. Yeah. But I mean, you know, with, with the with, with the the fame and everything, it changes mm-hmm. some people. I mean, there's right. some people that that change. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's that's our that's our thing. Uh, being like what's he what's he like i don't care you know and and and, yeah. and we go back and forth and there's a few there's there's one or two players that i that i really dislike oh, in yeah. the NFL, and i won't say him on here but, he told me <laughs> <laughs> but he always makes jokes as hell oh, he's yeah. such and such you yeah, know, yeah. And, and and that and, and it goes vice versa but uh but you know that's and and this guy brings in the old time baseball players, and he does such a great job. Is he never brings in guys that are, every guy he brings in is a great guy. Yeah. And, and it's just to me like that's class to me. I, you know, you you guys got to do you've, you've got to do it. something in your life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That that was a dream, your childhood dream. But to be humble and to come back, some of those guys pay their own way to come back because it's a great foundation right. uh, that this guy has, and uh, they're just great guys. But some of these guys, shit, I mean, you know, they they were, you know, they're. Uh, Rafael Santana, I played. He was in my force. Rafael Santana, for, yeah. Shorts are pretty short. I'm like, oh my god, Rafael. <laughs> and he's just like, and I'm a better golfer. He is. I'm showing him how to golf. You know what I mean? But he's just a great guy. But yeah. here's a guy I watched on TV. You know right. what I mean? So you don't know how they how they are personally. And to me, that's how I view people. Like I don't care who you are or what you did. You know, I, I treat people the way I want to be treated. I think a lot of it's because you guys all made it. You guys all made it to to that right. ultimate to the highest level. Right. So. You're kind of like, hey, this we're here now. Okay, we right. all, we all put the work in. Okay? Time to give back. Right. You know, now we right. give back, and we, we right. can we can kind of loosen up a little. Right, bit. we got Absolutely. to where we are. You're not better than me just because we were both made it. To, it's it's incredibly hard to make it on that oh, level. My God, I mean, you're thinking a small minute. We just had a ba- basketball camp over the weekend, which was horrible. Yeah, I know. Uh, it was horrible, yeah. but a minute one of those oh. people that are top. These are top kids maybe one will mm-hmm. get a look. 
even the guy who ran the thing mm -hmm. was a coach for the he was the number one he would played it was a uh, uh went to Pitt University he was right. a, they went to the national championship mm -hmm. um it wasn't even drafted yeah <laughs> so oh, it's, it's so small absolutely. so small to get the chance to play that mm -hmm. and that on that level is is, is mind-boggling to me to even mm -hmm. be like how the hell do you get and, that and you and you do that as as you know i came out of burke and we were a big deal because we were very good here when i played in a big 33 game i pulled up and there's linemen playing basketball so i would you know ball between her legs dunking a basketball i'm like where the heck are these like these where are these athletes yep. from these goons yep. you know what i mean and <laughs> then you get into college and 40 guys bench over 400. I mean, there's houses and these guys can run. I'm like, who the hell are these guys? You know, it mm -hmm. just every level you went. And then when you got into the pros, I mean, there wasn't a, you know, the worst guy on there uh, was was a fantastic athlete. You know? right. And then I say that about golfers because I'm a big golfer now, but I mm -hmm. talk to guys at the course and and and, and Al Del Greco, my, my buddy, was one of the best NFL golfers at one time. And he tried to go on this little mini tour in Texas and got smoked. <laughs> You know what I mean? And not get, even did, did he get as smoked as Alonzo Highsmith? No, not not in that boxing. And Alonzo was my was my teammate, I know, so I was watching I know. that one. But uh but no, like like and I always told these guys, I said if the worst golfer on the tour came here, he would shoot, you know, he would have the the course record right. Right, like easily. You know right. what I mean? And that's how elite that's those guys are. And to be recognized as one of them, I I don't see myself because I like I'm a small town boy and I've known mm. everybody here like you know, sometimes I don't realize what I did. To me, it was a job. Right. To me, it was a, it was a better way for my kids. You know, I mean, it, I, I think it's pretty cool. But I don't. I mean, right now, I'm not. I'm an AD. I'm like, you know, it's no big deal to me. <laughs> it's a big deal I mean? here. Yeah, like big I deal. never took advantage. I was never one of those guys that use. You know, mm -hmm. this guy. Let me call you up. Let me call my buddy up, Chris Dishman, or let me, you know, me call Jeff Hollis. You know, I mean, yeah. I was never one of those guys. Those guys are, you know, good guys. But uh, I'm just a. I'm just a. Small town boy, you know, and there's a there's a lot of them out there that are like that, but mm -hmm. there's there's some aren't, and then they just give you you know give it a bad name, right? So you're now okay. So we went back there. You you're ecstatic. What's your first day on the job like? First day on the job, you you get really really high, and then you go there, right? And then the, the uh, first thing you do is here here rook carry my pads, and everything's rookie rookie rookie. Nothing's and your by head your coach name. was uh, my head coach was Jerry Glanville. Jerry Glanville, yeah, which was a uh, was a comical, you know, and we, <laughs> you know we we so we had mini camp. Um, we had four running backs. We had uh, Alonzo Highsmith from Miami, Mike Rozier, the Heisman <laughs> Trophy runner there. Um, Alan Pinkett and Lorenzo White from Michigan State were our four oh, running backs geez. and a running shoe. So I'm there, and Mike Rogier is one of the funniest dudes around. And, I mean, he's busting general managers. Mike Hollaback was from Scranton at one time. You know, that's where he grew up, and he was our general manager at uh, the Houston Oilers. And, you know, and, and as, as a rookie around him, you don't say nothing. Yes, coach, you know, this and that. And here, you know, here's Rosie sitting on his helmet. Hey, Holloway, he's just busting balls like, and you're just like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. And, and, and was he in the you, league for a little bit? Oh my god, was Mike that? was in. Yeah, Mike no, was, but when you before you got there, he was already in the league. Mike, well, yeah, Mike's older than me. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, Mike's, yeah. So he's been he's been All around right, there for a while. Mike was a tough. That was rookie. Camp. Well, he's from Cam, uh, is it Camden or is it Trenton? Camden. Camden. He's Camden. from Camden. Camden. Tough. And Mike Camden was a, is bad. Mike's a that Mike, is bad. Mike was a uh, not only a good running back, but he was a tough son of a bitch. I mean, yeah. I tell you what, he didn't come much tougher than that. I mean, I think he got shot at one time uh, through his career. <laughs> I like when he was done. I don't know in some kind of because he lives in oh, well. you know a bad neighborhood. But I tell you what, though, he used to, he used to call me, <laughs> and he he was a ball, but he would bust everybody. And he would call me Chachi because he thought I looked like you know Chachi from <laughs> Happy Days. Chachi, you know, Chachi, yelling, and he was just. 
hilarious, you know. And uh, but that's just like you said, just going against guys and learning guys, and you know, and the first year or two, it's in awe. You know, I mean, uh-huh. you know, you, you're standing on the sidelines and Bo Jackson comes running out of the tunnel and he's, you know, 6'3", 240 with legs hanging out of his arms, you know what I mean? And you're like, holy shit, that's Bo Jackson. Like, he's huge, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and the lineman, and you're you're in awe for the first year mm-hmm. or two. And then so, after that, then you're kind of like... Well, that you know. takes me to my next point. When do you stop becoming the mark? Meaning that you're, oh, look at this right, guy, look at this guy. Because you're trying to make a team and you're trying to make this. You got to fake then it. You had, yeah, back then you're, you're doing special teams. But, you know, you had your guys. I played with Warren Moon for six years. I mean, Warren was bigger than life, you know what I mean? But he was my teammate, you know what I mean? So those guys, Mike Munchak's a Hall of Fame. Bruce Matthews, Hall of Fame. But they were my teammates, you know what I mean? So, but they weren't like, you know, I mean, they were. Warren was, but like to everybody. But like, you know, I played against Joe Montana, uh, Elway, you know, uh, uh, Marino, like all those guys. I mean, it was just like those guys would come in and it's like, holy shit, there's, you know, these guys I've been, I was in college or I was, you know, younger, you know, wiping. And when I went to Maryland for my visit, uh, Boomer Esaias was his senior year and he was at the head table like talking and he was kind of like, I thought he was like a little arrogant, you know, kind, of, kind of guy, Boomer, oh, you know boy. what I mean? And he he then became my teammate when I was in Cincinnati for mm-hmm. a year when he came back and he was, he's a, he's a, he's a very smart guy and, you know, did very well for himself, but he was a little, you know, little touchy like that but yeah. but just a great guy but you know you, you I, like i said i played against that group of quarterbacks at one time they were the best kelly marino you know right. elway you know and montana i remember playing mm-hmm. against joe montana wasn't a big guy He'd come out see how your feet are how you're going to break to the hash you know if you have your right foot up if you're going out play cover two or if you're going to the middle of the field or if you're blitz like he would just kind of look out he wasn't a real big guy he would just put that ball he never he didn't have a rocking arm but he just threw it inside outside high low he was just a master of the game. He was was just he the best a, you've ever seen quarterback? You, that I, you know, it, it's so hard to say. I mean, Elway can scramble all the way to the left, stop and throw a ball seventy yards across, you know, across the field. Uh, Marino had such a quick release out of cannon. Um, uh, I, I thought I thought Montana just was like one of the smart, like just. I'm saying like, like under that. pressure, game on the line. You want who? I mean. <sighs> Boy, that's so hard. They're they're all they're all so great. Boomer was a you know great smart quarterback. Montana was just for his size. I thought Montana. I mean Montana's probably six one. I mean those other guys, Warren Moon, Marino, those guys are six four, six five, and they're all huge. I mean they're all real real big big dudes. But uh, Marino wasn't or uh, Warren Moon's Montana. That big? Was, Warren Moon's about six four. Warren Moon's a big dude. Wow. Yeah, I Kelly's mean, about six five. Yeah, Kelly's Kelly, big. I remember Marino. him being big. I didn't. Yep. I did not think Warren Moon was that yep. big. And and even Elway's six three, but he was thicker. You know, I mean, he's six three, yeah. six four. He's he's a big boy. Which was I mean? odd at that time in the eighties. Yeah, have and then Steve Young and and um, Steve Young and uh, and Montana were like six one. They weren't real, you know, big guys. You know what I mean? But uh, just very, 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 very smart football player. So then now you're now. When do you start getting into the position where you're going to start being a starter, or you're kind well, of working I, your I, way in? I, you know, played special teams for two years, and then uh, my third year, I got to uh, got to have the starting position. Then we okay. changed coaches and everything, and I got the starting position. And uh, I had a good group. Matter of fact, in the picture here, Bubba McDowell's one of my one of my good great friends. Yep. Uh, Bubba's from the University of Miami. I had Chris Dishman was Dish. our corner. Richard Johnson was our other corner, and uh, and and I, you know, I was, you know, like I said, I I played four to five years at at five ten. Stretching five ten yeah, at, uh, at one hundred seventy five pounds. My my strength coach used to give me um, back then. It was exceed. Um, it was like the insure, like now, like drinks to kind of you know to gain weight, and I just couldn't gain weight. I mean, I, I did everything, but I 
but I lived in the weight room. I was the yeah. last one out in West Virginia at the time. And I don't know now, I don't think they do it anymore, but we used to have records on the board and I was a 420 pound bencher at 175 pounds. And I had, I had the uh, defensive back bench record for the longest time. I don't know. Uh, they don't do it anymore, but right. uh, I just, I lived in the weight room. I mean, okay. I, I just, I was the last one out all the time, even in the pros. I, I had to, because I was, mm -hmm. I wasn't that big, you know, and I was, Better, a better run supporter than I was pass supporter. And back then, they didn't throw the ball like they do now. I mean, yeah. back then, you know, if you have college, if our guys had 35 receptions, 35, 40 receptions in a year, that was a great year. You know, and now okay. these kids, guys have it in like two, three games. Yeah, you know it's what a I mean? big, big running game. It's a big passing game now. Different era and a different game. These guys are bigger. They're faster. Not as physical because you can't. I mean, every time you hit, you know, we were taught – you know, put your face mask under somebody's chin and drive like you, I mean, you do that now. You get a penalty every time. I mean, you can't do that. It you think that's good different. for the game? Um, Let's take out the high school. Yeah. Is it good for the pros? Yes and no. I mean, people pay that. You know, here's the thing. Like, you're making that kind of money. I mean, you know the risk that your life can be taken. Not, not so much in life. But, I mean, you know, we had a guy um, uh, for Cleveland. Bubba hit, matter of fact, Bubba hit him across the middle. <clears throat> we were in the Astrodome, and uh, the guy didn't move. And, I mean, you can hear a pin drop in that thing because it was the ambulance came out, and, I mean, they had him in a, you know, in a stretcher, and he was down on the ground, and you're over the top of him, and all you can see is his eyes move. His body's not moving, and you're like, holy cow, like this is – this is real, you know what I mean? And, and you were you were on the field. Yeah, we were on the field. Oh, Bubba hit him. Yeah, and shit. I mean, it, it was it's very very scary. And then you going back like like this is the price you have to pay here. I mean, this is the type of game. And back then, I mean, it was you know you could take their heads oh, off like you know. And even before brutal. us, it was worse. Brutal. I had I had I had a coach that was an all pro. I won't mention his name, but we used to watch film and he's like, see that knee, see that knee right there. And you wind back, take that right out. And I'm like, we're all looking. I'm like, I'm taking the guy's knee out. Like, you know, ended his career. Like that's, but that's how back it then, was. The mentality back then was, yeah. Weird. Cause there, there's a guy laying there and all of a sudden it's like, all right guys, huddle up. Yeah. What the up. hell? Yeah. Like this guy's getting it's, taken on a, on a stretcher. Yeah. That could be you at the time. You had kids. Absolutely. You had life. Everybody <laughs> has that. That's the thing. I mean, you're, but I'm saying, you're, how do you, how do you switch back? Yeah, I mean, you just do. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as prominent. Now you're making good money for that era, but it's not like the money it is now. So it's a job, and it's you're you're very fortunate. But you just it was stressful every year. You fought for your job. I mean, there was guys coming mm -hmm. out of the woodworks. I mean, I was in San Diego, and there was a backup safety. I don't know, never even heard about a Florida State. And this kid's, you know, six three. You know, running a four four. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, you know, I mean, there are players all over the place, and. Right. Uh, my my forte was you know getting back to my quarterback you know, things. I ran the defense and I was a smart player. Technique you know, too. Technique. Your technique. I'm is, a technician is and and I'm a smart player and I was a good tackler. All about I teach mm -hmm. now. All about angles. All you yep. know. All about things and using your hands. And like I said, I was you know I played behind Junior Sale. You know Junior Sale. Yep. I I. He, he's the weak side linebacker, so I was a free safety. So Junior would take off on a on a cover two on a zone and sack the quarterback. You know, he'd have the most minuses on his grade sheet, but then he's Junior Sale, but he'd run sideline to sideline and run somebody down and make and spectacular plays. Like, what do you say to, yeah. to Junior Sale? Yeah. But So I, you know, when he'd leave his post or run all over the place, I'd come up and make tackles. So I was ended up being the second leading tackler behind uh, Junior my when I was in San Diego. So but, now that takes me when you started there, and all of a sudden it takes me now to your first big injury. Mm -hmm. 